Hello and welcome. My name is Anki and you're listening to ImproShine Podcast. I host improvisers who influenced and inspired my improv journey. This is my way of saying thank you. I hope you're going to enjoy conversations as much as I did. So let's start. It's going. I see it now, recording. Then shut up if you see it. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome. Today with me is one very special person. I met him during this pandemic uh, due to his uh, wonderful jam. And I am totally crazy about this guy. So he makes me laugh. <laughs> even now, I cannot even do this introduction. He's funny. He's nice. He's great. He's Cameron D. Come, Cameron. Hello. So, yeah, why D? <laughs> What's wrong with your last name? Oh, there's nothing wrong with my last name. I just, uh, I don't know, I'm a little bit paranoid, I guess. So I don't use my real last name on Facebook or online in general, actually. The other day when I was listening uh, an interview with Will, he said your full last name. And this is how I found out what your last name is. Ah, I mean, that's fine. I don't mind people knowing. I just... Um... Don't want to don't want it to be publicly available all the time but i have i have no problem sharing my last name i just don't use it in general on the internet such a modest celebrity you are <laughs> yes i think i think being a celebrity within the improv world is is modest to start with so. <laughs> <laughs> well uh i'm very lucky uh to meet you although unfortunately pandemic was the reason uh, but still, uh, every Saturday for one hour, I'm just laughing on your jam. Why did you even start this jam? Ah, loneliness, I imagine. <laughs> well, it probably was. I mean, I was in Australia uh, in March. I'm Australian, just for anyone who doesn't know. Um, I was in Australia from March 2020. Was meant to be there for a couple of months ended up being there for six months due to the pandemic and uh, i needed something to do and uh, i thought why not start a jam to well to have fun but also as a as a self-promotion exercise that i get to meet people and make connections and you know when the pandemic finally ends then i can go around and meet people and do improv stuff yeah, I remember you saying that, like, oh, glad that you're enjoying my jam. Now when I come to Munich, now I have a room to sleep. Mm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's basically uh, what the angle was, yeah. Yeah, but I still see that I'm profiting from that, so it's it's all good. And that it's... now you are in uh, in Denmark? Yes, I... Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm back. I mean, <laughs> I'm back in Denmark, but the lockdown's still happening, right? So, you know, <laughs> to be honest, I do, I co-host with Will Name and every time, every week I say, do you want to do the jam? And we basically do the same joke, which is nothing else to do. So <laughs> some, week, some weeks, I mean, I love it. I, I enjoy it every time, but some weeks in the lead up in the hours beforehand, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do it. 
but I have nothing else to do, so I might as well. <laughs> but I always, once it starts, I always enjoy it. So this is the enthusiasm you're coming with. Okay, good to know. Uh, so, you know, it's life. It's up and down. You know, it's not all, it's not, it's not all uh, gravy. What I what I like about you, your improv, and I guess this is also your jam is built on that. Um, you stick with one thing and then you peel it off until mm -hmm. there is nothing more to peel. And I'm unfortunately not such an improviser, but I, I would like to be. And it's like as if you have real trust in what in process what what is happening while well, i'm a little bit panicking and thinking okay i don't know if, if there is enough you know mm. feeling stuff i might just do something else but you don't you don't oh uh, well uh, well it's i mean it's good to notice that i think i think sometimes i i panic and i end up saying like last week i did a show and it was not right show but you know i was panicking to a mild degree so i was inventing too much mm -hmm. and i wasn't i wasn't relaxed but the ideal show is definitely or the ideal character is definitely a character who does one thing and then does that thing again and again and again i'm always looking for a character or behavior where you just do one thing over and over again um and uh the first time i realized that was doing an exercise. I think it was Jules Munns actually, who's from the nursery. He mm -hmm. came up to Edinburgh. Um, are you having a heart attack? Yes, because okay. you mentioned Jules. Just, just My so heart explodes when every time when I think of him, he's great. <laughs> it's the inter international sign for cardiac arrest. Um, <laughs> uh, so he's i think it was him oh let's just say it was him if it wasn't him then he deserves the credit anyway um he made us do an exercise where one person can have a conversation and can say whatever they want and there's the second person whatever they reply with first they can only say that over and over again so if this person's like lovely weather we're having today this person's like i like it when it's sunny and then this person can say whatever they want so it's like i'm going to the football i love it when it's sunny <laughs> um, I'm going to eat some KFC. I love it when it's sunny. And it just forces you to circle back. Just always come back, always come back, always come back. And that that was the first time I realized that strategy worked. Mm -hmm. So you, you find yourself in that, in a way. You... Well, I, I'm a very, like, I'm, I'm a software developer, and I think I'm very logically minded. That's what I'm suited to. And I'm, I'm very interested in what is useful and what works. I'm less, I'm less concerned about other things in my life. And uh, I'm not saying this is by choice. This is just who I am. I'm, I'm concerned with what works and sticking to one thing works. Mm. Um, so how do you handle then, um, you know, you now in pandemic, you're meeting a lot of uh, fellow improvisers and, um, when you feel that it does not work, how, how do you tackle that? How you deal with that? Uh, well, it depends on the mood I'm in. If I'm in a generous, loving, kind mood, then I will do everything to make them have fun. And if I'm in a less generous, kind mood, then I'll just have fun and, you know, screw them. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't, I can't control them. So if they want to, if they want to, if they're having a bad day, or they're just very new at improv and they're just not doing it very well. 
that's not my problem. You know, I, I've, I can, I can do my one thing for me. So, and, and part of it, I mean, improv's about accepting the situation as it is and saying it out loud. So if, if there's a bad improv scene going on, it's okay to accept that and express that out loud point, you know, um, but it's, I don't know. I know what I'm saying, but, um, yeah, one of, one of those things. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still, um, I'm still searching for ways, um, how to be best um, partner that I can be. Uh, are you, do you want me to, get, I mean, when you say that, I'm inclined to give advice. Do you want advice? Please or, do. Okay. So my comfort with other people who, you know, aren't doing a good job, let's just be blunt and say that, if they're not doing a good job, my comfort with that isn't about them. It's about me. It's about how comfortable am I on stage. Okay. So if I'm comfortable on stage and I'm like, look, I've done bad shows before, I've done good shows before, I'm not going to be hurt by this, I'm not going to die, no one's going to die because of this, this isn't that important. I'm like, okay, I can still keep improvising well, regardless of what they're doing, or in spite of what they're doing. But if I'm less secure as an improviser, and like, I'm not confident to stand up and be myself on stage, and I am more affected by their bad performance, then it's going to start to get negative because I feel like they're dragging me down because I'm not confident enough to do what I want to do. So mm. that's that, that's the way, that's how it personally works for me that because I'm incredibly self-centered. So it's not about them. I always have to ask, what what is it about my attitude and what can I do differently to be confident on stage under all circumstances, even when someone's just dropped an absolute bomb on the scene with a bad choice. <laughs> Does that makes you a good um, uh, partner? The fact that you are confident and that you can also support the person who might not be doing the best choices? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, you can't, I mean, it's like life, right? You can't help someone else if you aren't standing on solid ground. Like, if we want to extend that bad metaphor, you can't pull someone out of a raging river while you're in a raging river. Like, you've got to be on the bank with your feet solidly planted on the ground. I got to stop myself drowning before I can help other people. Do you see the Do you see the metaphor I'm getting at totally. here? Should I Should I repeat it in another way? I've I've repeated it like three times. Yeah, do, totally. <laughs> this is the deepest shit ever. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, so I will give the other person as much energy and support as I can at all times, but that energy and support level will increase if I am confident. So I'm much better at helping other people if I can help myself first. Yep. Yeah, that makes total sense. You're less panicking and then you have more. <laughs> well, basically, I always have to give you confirmation that it works what you said so that you feel relieved as a software engineer, right? So oh, yeah, it yeah. works. Um, <laughs> like I'm all about approval seeking. That's, 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 what got me into, that's what got me into comedy and improv. So, yeah. <laughs> that's my job i always ask for approval always seek reassurance that that's it's, my tag it's a big it's definitely i mean i 
I, did, I used to do stand-up comedy and I was never very good at it. And that's why I changed to improv. But it was all, <laughs> there was always a big part of I wanted to please the audience. I wanted to be a people pleaser. Now, as I get older, that's that's gone down. And, the, and what's come up is just the enjoyment and the art and the skill of improv. But there's still always going to be that element of like, love me, I'm making you laugh kind of thing. <laughs> that, that's always going to be there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can imagine that. Unfortunately, oh, uh, did you see any difference between Australian uh, improv and European one? Uh, I can't really say because I did not start improv in Australia. I started in Edinburgh in Scotland. Um, I can it came out of what, nowhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, I lived in Scotland for five years before I moved to Denmark uh well i'll say this uh so i've spent about eight years nine years learning improv in scotland and europe i've been to chicago in 2015 to do the five-week summer intensive at io but there you're mixed with a lot of europeans uh i'd say only in the during the pandemic have i been exposed to a lot of proper american improvisers and they they do talk fast and they are very quick-witted. Yes. And it's much more like a writing exercise on stage than it is uh, an emotional, organic experience. Yeah. Or even acting. I realize they're all about uh, verbal expression. Not even acting is so much involved. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I hear, because um, you know, you're, it's Europe, so English is a second language for a lot of people. And a lot of people who speak English as a second language and improvise say like well americans speak so fast it's so quick but i'm a native english speaker and i think americans speak fast and are very quick but that seems to be a style yeah. choice yeah what's your style do, do you have something you prefer uh you know gray sweaters um <laughs> White clothes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm a i'm a software yeah thank you I'm a software engineer. So anyway, that's, this joke has gone too far. What's my style in improv? <laughs> um, uh, I like I like the IO organic, emotional, weird, abstract stuff. That's that's what I like the most. I see I see there's significant benefit of doing like UCB game, intelligent, quick witted stuff and being funny. But I think the real gold mine is is abstract, weird, uh, conceptual. I, I think of improv as like at it. It can be uh, what's a good way? It can be reality building. You're building a new reality, and you can tear down the wall, the normal rules of reality, and put your own rules in place. So I think it's like a very fundamental. It, it deals with the very fundamental way of how our brain makes them a, a model of the world it like it's like hey you don't need that normal model here's something yeah. new yeah, yeah, yeah. let's create a different type of a, of a world with some other uh, cultural settings and some other rules and maybe even aspirations well you know yeah. what how about we do a scene now we might create something <laughs> it's just a lot of pressure okay yeah <laughs> 
and that's why I like him. Um, so uh, yeah, a scene. Uh, we I usually don't take I don't take suggestions, not usually at all. Uh, we just yeah, get I've inspired. Been, been from the... to talk to you about that. You know, take some suggestions. You know, you know. No, no, I agree. I agree. I I think suggestions are uh, are totally unnecessary. Um, so I'm happy with that. So uh, we just get inspired from the things we talked about before recording, during recording, whatever comes our way. Yes. Sorry, I, I wasn't really paying attention then. What did you say? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Great. let's start. Got something stuck in my teeth. I always say I'll never eat it again. <laughs> and I just cannot help it. It's I I, I do that with a lot of things. I mean I, I, I instantly have regret. Like I have a big roast dinner. When it's way too much food and then i just i say i'm never going to do this again and i do like tomorrow oh come on really we're going to do this again tomorrow i mean <laughs> i probably will sure and what you would not include me no 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 sure 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 why not sure sure yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i'm not gonna i if i cook roast then you should come around again and we'll we'll eat roast yeah and if I'm going to make marshmallows again, then you're going to try them. God. I mean, we have I to mean, follow that. My progress. You know, I like to see the progress and if things work until I get my perfect recipe. This one isn't. I mean, I think it was pretty good. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I don't understand pumpkin pie. I mean, it's a weird American dish and it's pumpkin with marshmallows on top. It's weird. I like trying something new, you know, during pandemic, what else can you do? So I was just searching for some recipes, something that I haven't tried before. Pumpkins with a marshmallow. That was it. I would never try that otherwise. That's, that's my point. That's my point. I, I think you cooked it well. I just think there's no way of making that combination good. Like it's, I mean, I'm just repeating myself. It's pumpkin and marshmallow. That's, that's weird. You, you're a little bit, um, you know, conventional, like traditional. Last time uh, when I cooked fish and put garlic and instead of a parsley, I put a little bit of rosemary. My God, you haven't talked to me like three days afterwards. It's just fish and parsley go together. I mean, I, that's, that's what it was growing up. You know, that's how my mother used to make it. So I was like, you know, why change that? Yeah, my mother also used to do it. So in despite of that, that's the point. Oh, wow. So it's like a rebellious. So these weird dishes are a rebellion. Yeah, it's it's my way of of showing how rebellious I am. Hmm. Not that rebellious, really, is it? I did eggs with marmalade this morning. Yeah. <laughs> It was. Exactly. You're just hurting. You're just hurting yourself. 
Yes. Like, like you just, who are you rebelling against? You're just rebelling against yourself. Yeah. Well, don't, you shouldn't punish yourself like that. You should, I mean, if you're going to make eggs and marmalade and take it to your mother's place, fine. But don't sit alone in your apartment eating eggs and marmalade. You're the loser there. You are so right. Why the fuck did I eat that? I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you know the I answer. don't love myself. That's the thing. I don't love myself oh. enough. What? Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. What? When did we meet? We met like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Next to the to the bakery where we both go, I mm. dragged you here to show you all my new recipes, complete stranger, mm-hmm. to get reassurance. Yeah. What I does just, that I, say about me, Mitchell? Well, I'll say this: when I first met you and you were putting tomato sauce on a donut, I thought, "Oh, that's unusual." No, yeah, I because you it thought it's just raspberry marmalade yeah told me later yeah that is true i don't know i I, i'd be careful about having an existential crisis over a bad cooking what else i'm gonna have event problems i don't have problems i live alone i have great salary amazing Uh salary okay i have no children My my parents are healthy and wealthy. I don't have to take care of them. That's nice. So. Hmm. What are you rebelling against? What happened to you? Nothing. That's the problem. Wow. Wow. So you're like, you're like, so you're like, if you want to be an artist, you have to suffer kind of thing. And you never got to suffer. Yeah. Sounds pathetic, right? Completely not artistic. Yeah, I mean, a little bit, but I mean, it's... Don't beat yourself up too much about it, you know? I find... Could you please cook... I'll try pumpkin and marshmallow pie tomorrow, then. Would you? Sure, sure. I mean, it's not terrible. I mean, you... Now, when I offer you, you just took the marshmallows. Your your lips got all sticky and your teeth as well. But tomorrow, you're going to try to mix them both? Yeah, I, I can do that. I can do that. I can eat marshmallows and pumpkin together. I mean, I wouldn't. I, I will. I won't, I won't even finish the rest of that sentence. I'll just say, I will do it. I, we know each other only three weeks. And yet uh, I feel like, like I can trust you and you're crazy enough, you know, to, I won't even finish the sentence. Oh, you don't have to. I, I, I made, I made some um, drink. Uh-huh. If you want to try. Um. Well, in the spirit of being supportive, I will say yes. So I this one, this one is called Mitchell because few, of course. Thank you. And I blended it's two lot, of it's your. A lot, it's a lot of pressure. Why? 
You just have to drink it. Well, uh-huh. I just know. I mean, I know it's going to be a weird drink, and you've named it after me. It's just a lot of pressure. So mm-hmm. now I had. Do I have to like this drink? Is that what this is about? We have to be honest. If we're going to be good friends, we have to be honest with each other. Okay. All so right. I'm I going to be honest. So what I did, genius. I blend two of your favorite drinks. Oh. Coffee. Okay. Yeah. And orange juice. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. No. Be supportive. Be supportive. Now I have to. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, you just pour them right in together there. Wow. Seems like this, seconds. Is, the, is that a lot? There's quite a bit of pulp in that orange juice. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that a? I mean, that coffee looks quite strong. Is that a double espresso? Yeah, it's okay. called brewed. It's called brute. Brute. <laughs> no, it's brewed. It's brewed. Brewed. Oh, okay. I thought it was brute, as in like the. Um, there we go. <laughs> brute, like b u b r u t, like the the cheap male perfume. No, mm, I have way too much money to even know the name of that. Doesn't doesn't smell like brute. <laughs> Thank God, right? Okay. Here we... mm. Tart. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not ter- It's not terrible. I just wouldn't choose to drink it. Give it that... back. I can't. Okay. Sorry. I mean, you said be honest. I was being honest. Yes, you have to be honest. But this is not going to be called Mitchell anymore. I mean, I know I shouldn't be disappointed about that, but I am. Like, I was just complaining two minutes ago that you called it a Mitchell. Now you're taking that away from me? Mm -hmm. I'm annoyed. (laughs) That's annoying. Yes. Let's just see. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna come tomorrow? Yes. Eight thirty morning. Just to start cooking? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna have lunch at one p.m., I've got to get the roast on early. So yeah. I'm so glad that you're cooking tomorrow, and I'm just doing the desserts. Yeah, but that's my thing. Is it a dessert? It's pumpkin pie. Like, is that a dessert? I don't think that. I think anything with pumpkin in it is not a dessert. It's not a criticism. I'm not criticizing you. You seem, you seem, you seem, you seem hurt by that. I'm just thinking. I wanted to offer you in the morning pumpkin pie because it, it's from today, and then I bought some salmon for the dessert tomorrow. You bought salmon. What? Yeah. What are you? What? What? What are we having with the salmon? <laughs> with cream. Okay. Okay. I think I'm busy. You already said yes to my invitation, so I expect you at eight thirty. All right. Fine. Got to be supportive. be supportive. See you, Mitchell. Bye. Bye. See. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked it if that scene kept going and you just kept talking to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> ready, for, ready for bed.
sleep for eight hours, wake up, then the scene finishes. That's where the scene should finish. <laughs> oh my God. I was so proud of myself mm, until two <laughs> months ago. Oh. I never. <laughs> Why? How is this? Is this related to the scene or is this, we're just, we're done with the scene. Let's, let's get back to the psychoanalysis. <laughs> I just want to say that, okay, I'm not improvising too long, like not even three years. Um, and I never laughed as a player. I've never laughed as a player ever oh, okay. until I made an episode with a Steve Loader and now with you. It was like, I could not, <laughs> I could not not laugh. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like making people laugh, so I'm glad to hear that, that it worked. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So how was this for you? It was great. I thought it was a great scene. Um, it was pretty like just a conversation. We learned a lot about the characters. I think the characters were consistent. So your character uh, was rebelling by making terrible food. Uh, <laughs> that was That was my character's perspective of you um and my character was uh conservative in his choices um that wasn't a huge part of that character but it was consistent and uh yeah i think it was it was good it was a very honest open kind of conversation do you, uh i think you find consistency something very important right um for improv yes so consistency. So here's my way of putting it. When you do something on stage, if, when you behave in a certain way, or you, yeah, say that. When you do something on stage, you are telling the audience it's important just by doing it. If you get on stage and do something, the audience don't consciously think, oh, this is important. But sub unconsciously, their brain's picking up, oh, this must be important. Uh, so if you then contradict that or stop doing it, then the audience are like, ah, something else is important now. And then if you, if you drop that second thing, then there's a third thing. The audience are like, ah, I don't know what's important anymore. I can't follow. I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's important. Uh, so the way I phrase it is that everything you do on stage is a promise to the audience that that's important. And you have to keep that promise. So you can accumulate behaviors and attitudes. So I could accumulate behaviors that I'm conservative, that I don't like your weird combinations of foods. Uh, and there could be more of those things. But the important thing is whatever I start, I have to continue. Mm -hmm. And if I, I'm not allowed to stop doing them. Um, you, you can, Ideally, in the ideal scene, you do one thing and you keep doing it. But inevitably, in a normal scene, you'll pick up two, three, four behaviors. And you're allowed to do that. That still works. You can accumulate behaviors, but you can never lose them. So if you, if you get given 10 different behaviors on stage, someone walks on and like, you're always wearing golf pants. Um, you're like, okay, well, now I have to do that because that's important now. Um, so that's my way of thinking of it is I'm making a promise to the audience that whatever I start doing, I'm going to continue doing. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is what I've noticed. Um, the moment I met you, you're really sticking to it. And 
um, in your jam to many improvisers, uh, if something becomes a joke, you managed even to create spontaneously games and exercises where this thing is a like central focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's that's paying attention uh, and repeating. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think I'm reasonably good at that because I am very aware of other people, maybe too much. It can be quite debilitating to be a, to be too aware of other people. But in improv, it's a huge asset because I'm just like, whatever you do, I'm going to see it and then I'm going to repeat it. And yeah. Um, anyway, I think I made my point. Yeah. Uh, just one more question before we finish. Um, in in scene in, in um, one particular moment, you said, uh, "Okay, so what are you rebellious about? What are you?" And 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 at one point, I wasn't sure if this is a, a player or a character. You know, as if this is my fellow player colleague. You know, trying to support mm -hmm. me to go deeper into something so that I make clear path of what I'm trying to achieve or is this really this three week old friend you know who really has no idea who I am and then says like what uh, are you rebellious about like why are you uh, poisoning yourself that's a good question I think in terms of my motivation for asking that question I'm just asking I'm just because we've I think you established that you are rebellious. I don't remember. Someone established that you are rebellious. And then you then you listed like I had good parents, I have a good salary. So you you eliminated all these possible answers, right? So it's like it's not my parents, it's not my salary, I don't have any kids, it's not my job, everything's going fine. So just naturally the question for me at the end is, well, why are you rebellious? Um and that was just a question that popped into my head and it wouldn't do me. I don't, not that I made this decision consciously, but it wouldn't make sense for me to say you're rebellious because of this, because I've only known you for three weeks. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's, I mean, option. I'm mm -hmm. hindsight's 2020, but I'm assuming that was my brain process at the time. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> Cameron, thank you so much for being my guest. Um, if you want to know more about Cameron, Cameron will provide some links down below and you can um, you can click and learn more about it and take part in his wonderful funny jam. Down Just below. Like down below. Uh, yes. You and mean on Facebook? Can... Facebook? What? I can post it? links on Facebook? Is that what you mean? No. <laughs> we'll sort the details out later. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much once again, and uh, see you in 45 minutes. Ciao. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, do share it with your friends. And to learn more about InfoShine, go to InfoShine.com. Until next time. Thank you.